Welcome to the Tell Me Your Story podcast. I'm Dr. Eric Sims, Triple Crown Chiropractic. And today I am here with Erica Sanders of The Road Trip Market. Erica, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Excellent. Excellent. Well, thank you for being on today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Excellent. So, The Road Trip Market. Yes. Tell me all about it. All right. So, The Road Trip Market is a boutique vintage and handmade market that takes place twice a year um, here in Boone County at Boone County Fairgrounds, um, once in the spring, once in the fall. So, this year, the 2023 dates are June 3rd and 4th and October 7th and 8th. And we feature over a hundred local small business vendors and food trucks. And it's basically a big outdoor shopping event where people can come shop, eat local, support local. Um, so it's a really great event that people can come just to support um, other people in our community. Okay. And this is located at the Boone County Fairgrounds. Correct. All right. Now you say handmade. Yeah. And what is it about that you're looking for? Okay. So basically we're looking for anybody that has unique items, whether they're um, handmade from scratch, uh, repurposed, upcycled, um, picked, vintage. Um, we kind of run the gamut of items that you can purchase. Uh, we also have some clothing boutiques, women's boutiques, baby boutiques. Um, so there's really something for everybody at our show, but we're looking for just unique items that you mm -hmm. can't go to Target or to Walmart or find on Amazon. Um, and the whole purpose and the heart behind it is to, is to support local businesses. Nice. Okay. So if I've got, say, some vintage things from mm -hmm. maybe like, you know, passed down a couple generations, yeah, yeah. or if I were to have, uh, any kind of like... Um, like leather crafts or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, that would totally be absolutely. Guys That's exactly what we're looking for. Okay. Yeah, just just different things that you don't find everywhere that you don't find in big box stores. Um, I really feel like it's almost a lost art. A lot of these handmade goods and handmade crafts. Um, but I also have a huge heart for vintage and upcycling and repurposing and people that really use their creativity to create something from scratch. Um, and I also love boutique shopping and, and supporting those types of people as well. So I like to have a good mix of those items um, because I feel like that's something you don't see everywhere and you don't find everywhere. Um, you know, sure, there's the Burlington Antique Show, which I love. I love to go every month mm -hmm. um, and I love to go to vintage stores and I love to go to, um, you know, clothing boutiques. But I feel like you don't find that all in one place uh, very often and with good food too. Oh, okay. Well, that makes definitely yeah. a different yeah. purpose there. So what made you want to bring all this about? Like, So I was a high school teacher for nine years. Okay. Um, I taught culinary. That was my main uh, thing that I taught. My husband and I relocated to the Northern Kentucky area um, about 10 years ago and he took a job here and that's what brought us here. Um, and you know, most teachers don't make a whole lot of money. So I was always making and selling things on the side at shows like this, uh, craft shows and things like that. But I felt like I was always traveling, um, you know, a pretty good distance to sell things. And mm -hmm. there was really nothing, um, like this in our area. And I felt like 
you know, I was meeting a bunch of people that were, you know, in the Cincinnati area, but I was still traveling, uh, you know, a good distance to sell. And I just thought there's a gap in the market in this area. There's so many talented people, so many good businesses that need supported and, and really need somebody cheering them on and, and advertising for them and helping them out. So why not start that? Um, so at the same time, you know, that's kind of when COVID hit. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up stopping teaching. I decided that, you know, that was not really um, a good fit for me anymore. We thought we were going to have to move out of state at one point. Um, but when my husband found out he could keep his job here, um, you know, that's when I decided, okay, let's just do this. Let's just start this. Um, so, you know, it was kind of a combination of things. Um, but yeah, that's what kind of spurred me to start that. And it's just kind of grown into this big thing um, of its own. And I love it. I love meeting small business owners. I love um, cheering them on. I love helping them out, um, you know, because I just, I just think that's, they need that support. So Mm. that's, that's how I am where I am. That's awesome. Now, how many years has this been going on? So this is our second full year. Okay. Um, so we started in January of 2022. That's when I formed the LLC. Our first show was in May of last year. And then we had a second show in October of last year. So this will be our third show, um, second full show season. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So knowing how hard it is to mm-hmm. get something like this going, yes. like what pitfalls did you have? Like that were just... Oh my gosh. <laughs> this was such a learning experience. So basically going from the vendor side to the coordinator or promoting side, um, there were a lot of hurdles to overcome. Um, the biggest one, and I think you could probably relate to this is just not being originally from this area and Mm. not knowing a lot of people and having a lot of contacts. You really have to get out every day and be consistent and, um, intentional and meeting people and putting yourself out there. And, um, at the same time, growing a social media following on Facebook and on Instagram and, and have a website and you have to look the part and you have to, um, you know, just all of it, you know, it's, it's just really challenging. Um, financially starting something like that. A lot of people look at something like this and say, oh, well, you know, you just have to get vendors and you just have to, you know, pass out a couple flyers and the people will come. There's so much more than that. You know, if you want a quality show and you really want to, um, you know, you really want to put on a quality show, you have to put a lot of money and a lot of time and a lot of effort into it. So fortunately I was in the position where I could make this my full-time job. So that's kind of what I did. You know, I had, vendors that were trusting in me to do my part. So, you know, I really took that to heart and I said, okay, if they're trusting me, then I'm going to give this my all, make it my full-time job, sit down and dedicate, um, you know, 30 plus hours a week to, to this, you know, just to make it successful because I'm only successful as they are. You know, I want them to be, that's the most important thing to me is for them to feel fulfilled, to feel successful and want to come back. Um, So just, those are some of the challenges, just just getting, you know, the word out there and Mm -hmm. and letting people know, you know, this is a huge area, but letting people know, hey, this is is what's going on. And social media is always a challenge Mm -hmm. with, um, you know, Facebook and, and Instagram and how they're constantly changing things. And there are a lot of challenges, but it's been a fantastic learning experience. I feel like we're really growing um, and I'm learning a ton and meeting a ton of really great people. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. So as far as actually um, 
in dealing with everybody. Mm -hmm. What is it about this that drives you, that makes you think, you know what, I love doing this, I want to put this time and effort and energy into it? Yeah, so, um, you know, I think when I first, thinking back to my days as selling as a vendor at my first couple shows, I really just love the environment. I love the people, the grit, the, um, you know, these people put countless hours and hours and days and nights and weekends into making and selling and, and setting up and tearing down at shows into their own businesses. And that was something that I loved so much about it. Um, so that is something that really motivates me to keep going because I feel the same way. But right now at this point in my life, I have three little kids mm -hmm. and, you know, making and selling things on the side isn't the most feasible for me. Sure. Um, you know, traveling every weekend isn't very feasible for me running at shows because that puts a lot on my husband to watch our kids. And this is something that they can really be a part of. Um, so flipping to the promoting side was much more feasible for my schedule and, and the stage of life that I'm in. And I love it. And I feel like I have the organizational skills to do that. I feel like I'm able to go out there and make the connections and, and do all of those things to help those people be successful. So that is really what keeps me going and keeps me doing this and, and really makes me feel fulfilled. When I see vendors that are just they just have lines at their booths um, and smiles on their faces. That's what it's all about to me. You know, when they leave after the weekend is over and they feel like it was successful for them, they made connections, they made money, they got orders, whatever it was, whatever their definition of success is, mm -hmm. if they feel successful, that is that fulfills me. Nice. Now, how many vendors do you have total? So right now we're over a hundred. Okay. So we have a hundred plus, um, and you know, I try to be very cognizant of the vendors that I do take. I don't, you know, we do have an application process, um, because you don't want at a show like this, you don't want to have 25 of, you know, 25 vendors selling the same thing sure. because then nobody makes money. Yeah. So you have to be very um, careful about the number of vendors that you take or else nobody's gonna feel like they were successful. Mm -hmm. um, so we have 100 vendors right now. We do have a wait list for a lot of categories. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be a big show this year and I'm really looking forward to it. Is there ever a point where you thought, okay, you know what, this is too many vendors, we're gonna cut it off right here? Um, in some categories, absolutely, yeah. Um, the good thing about the Boone County Fairgrounds is I basically have an endless amount of space that I can use. Um, but again, a quality show, you want to, there's, there's a balance there that you walk. Um, you know, you don't want to have too many vendors where shoppers feel like they can't get through the whole show mm -hmm. um, because we are open nine to five on Saturday and 10 to four on Sunday. So that is a good amount of time. But if you're really looking and walking and talking and eating and, you know, it does take a good amount of your day. So I don't want to have 200 plus vendors where it's just too many and, and shoppers can't get through it and they feel rushed. Um, but I also want to have enough to look at because people are paying to get in. Um, so you want to make it worth their while. You want to have good quality. You want to have good food. You want to have um, just good shopping. Okay. Now you mentioned food. Mm -hmm. You talk about yes. food trucks and everything. Yes. Right. yes. So what kind of food trucks will you be having there? So we will have a coffee truck. We will have a taco truck. We will have a barbecue truck. Uh, we will have an ice cream truck. I'm trying to think if I can name all of them. We will have uh, Pretzel Fools, who's stuffed pretzels. He's mm -hmm. local. Um, we have somebody that does donuts. We have somebody from Florida that does popcorn. Um, we will have a 
honey roasted corn vendor, which is corn on the cob, Mexican street corn. Huh. Um, okay. Let's see who else. Um, some dessert vendors. We will have nothing but cakes there. Um, a cookie vendor. So yeah, a little bit of everything. You really okay. could find pretty much anything you're looking for. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. That sounds fantastic. The food is awesome. So what is your greatest lesson that you've learned in doing this so far? Oh, what lesson haven't I learned? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the biggest lessons I've learned are you have to show up, mm-hmm. you have to be consistent, and you have to be persistent. Um, something that I learned from my husband, who also owns several of his own businesses, is no doesn't always necessarily mean no. So if somebody says no, that could be for a season, that could be to the specific thing that you're asking them. Um, you know, there's a line between being obnoxious and being uh, persistent. <laughs> it's but a fine line. <laughs> yes, there's a fine line. <laughs> um, but just being persistent, uh, being being consistent, mm-hmm. whether it's on social media, whether it's um, you know, if you're meeting somebody for coffee, being there when you when you say you're going to be there, and um, keeping your promises. I think that's something that I learned, you know, way back when I first started teaching is if you tell your students something, then you have to do, you have to follow through, you know, you have to do that. So I've really taken that into what I'm doing now. You know, if I tell my vendors, I'm going to do something, I absolutely am going to do it. I have to be there. I have to do it. I have to, you know, answer those emails or work until 11 PM. Um, if it means, you know, responding to them or, or answering one of their questions or whatever it is, but just being there, being reliable, being persistent and being consistent, I think are my three biggest lessons that I've learned. Nice. Now, knowing that when it comes to vendors and mm-hmm. selling things, yeah. you're going to have people that are going to, they're going to want to bring in different things. For sure. You know, so for sure. has there been anything that you've been like kind of hesitant before or is there anything you've just downright been like you know what nope sorry this is just not that kind of place to sell that um oh that's a really good question some things that i'm a little hesitant about are like people that are interested in like metaphysical type um that's not an area that i'm super familiar with Mm -hmm. um and i don't know you know not everything will sell everywhere. That's another thing that I've learned. Um, you know, you could, and I learned that from being a vendor also, I could go to one show in Northeast Ohio and sell 50 of one thing and then try to sell the exact same thing in this area and nobody will look at it. So I think you have to kind of read the room and know your crowd. Um, around here, that blend of boutique, vintage, and handmade sells really well. Having that that split, basically a third, a third, a third, um, seems to sell really well in this area. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, something like that. I also, you know, when people like that sell, you know, crystals or metaphysical things, you know, for just as an example, apply to my show. I know that those things aren't going to sell very well at my particular show. They mm-hmm. may go somewhere else and sell a ton. Um, but our crowd isn't necessarily interested in something like that. So mm-hmm. it's for their benefit also, because I don't want them to leave disappointed coming, thinking they're going to sell a ton and then leave disappointed. Like, Oh, this was a terrible show for me. Um, so I think being upfront with those people also, um, is important. Okay. All right. Well, I can understand that. And you know, I'm sure they appreciate that yeah. because more yeah. than anything, yep. 
there's nothing worse than not selling and Absolutely. being someplace all day. Yep, putting all of that time in and, and all of that effort into being there, setting up, you know, sitting there for two days. And that's a lot of time, and I don't want them to waste their time either. Um, so that's something that I really put a lot of thought into when we are going through applications. Now, coming from the vending side, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, the, of course, the podcast being Tell Me Your Story. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any really good stories from vending? Oh, I don't know that I do. I have met some really interesting people. I can definitely say that. You know, when you're working with the public. (laughs) It's a treat. It sure is. Yeah, yeah, yes. But that's what keeps life interesting. It is. It is. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't think I have any crazy stories that come to mind um, right away, but I'm sure ask me in five years and I will have at least a handful for you. I'm sure there's going to be something that'll come out of your way and something like that. Yes. So as far as getting out there and who can we connect you with that you think would be like, hey, this is who should really, you know, if we can like recommend anybody to become yeah. to this show. Yeah. Who's, who's that person? Um, you know, we're always looking for local sponsors, um, whether it's a business to business sponsor or business to consumer sponsor. Um, we're always looking for sponsors. We're looking for charity organizations. We would love to help support a local charity. Mm -hmm. Um, that's something that's important to me is Mm -hmm. to find somebody that's the right fit for us. We would love to adopt a charity organization that we can help out, whether it's collecting donation items for them or, um, collecting a monetary donation for them. We would love to do that. Um, you know, if you're not a good fit to sell at our show, maybe you are a good fit to help sponsor the market and advertise, um, you know, to the people that are coming to the market or to the business owners. Um, you know, those, those types of things are things that we are definitely looking for right now. Okay. So what levels of sponsorship do you have? That's a great question. So we have one level of business to business sponsorship available, and then we have three levels of business to consumer sponsorships available. Um, and they all vary. The cost varies obviously. Um, and the things that we can provide for that business vary as well. Um, but we could do anything from, you know, letting a business put up a banner, um, because we have 4,000 plus shoppers over a weekend and growing. Um, you know, so that visibility for a business, a local business is great or dropping business cards. We, um, give swag bags out 200 swag bags to the first 200 VIPs that are there on Saturday morning. So dropping business cards in those swag bags, or, um, if it's appropriate and if it's a good fit, letting you table at our event, you know, there's lots of things helping you advertise in social media. Um, you know, we have thousands of followers on Facebook and Instagram, um, you know, helping advertise that way. Those are all ways that we feel like we can help local businesses as well. Awesome. Yeah. Now, with 4,000 people coming in, that's yeah. a lot of people. It is a lot of people. So, parking. Can yeah, you tell so me about actually, that? believe it or not, uh, Boone County Fairgrounds are very well equipped for okay. parking. Um, we do have free parking. We have a separate vendor parking area as well. So, vendors you know, can be in and out as they need to. Um, but parking really is not an issue. The only issue that's a possible issue um, is the road to the get to the fairgrounds is only like a it's not a one lane road but it's only you know a regular road mm-hmm. um, so traffic can get backed up sometimes but really parking is not a huge issue believe it or not and we are so thankful for that <laughs> do you have to pay for parking you do not it is free excellent parking is free yeah. okay is there anything else you'd like you know everyone to know out there yeah. that you're like hey you know as far as like 
first of all, what social media sites should we go to to check it out? Okay. Do you have a website? Yep. And is there anything else you'd like to tell us about? Yeah. Um, so our website is just theroadtripmarket.com, and we are at The Road Trip Market on Instagram and on Facebook and The Road Trip Market on YouTube. We have a couple YouTube videos also. Um, so, yeah, follow us. We're doing giveaways coming up in the next couple weeks. Um, some of our vendors have donated some awesome things, so we're going to be pairing those with market tickets. Um, so if you want to participate in any of those giveaways, please make sure that you're following us. You have your notifications turned on. Um, and we do some random ticket giveaways. Um, you know, we do some lives, just some fun stuff to get you excited for the show. Um, so yeah, if you just follow us on um, social media, that would be wonderful. And then anything else I would want you to know, um, you know, we're really just trying to build the community around here, build a sense of community, um, support local businesses. That's a huge, huge, huge part. That's the, that's why we do what we do is to support local people. Um, because, you know, we're in a day and age where, you know, if you start a brick and mortar location, your chances of closing are 50%, you know, in five years. Um, and we hate to see that. We hate to see local businesses fail. Um, why go to Target when you can, you know, buy from your friend down the street who's selling great boutique clothing and you're also trying to feed her family. Um, so that's something that we're really passionate about. So yeah, just building that sense of community, um, getting out there, helping, you know, local businesses. That's, that's what we're all about. Well, this has been fantastic. You know, yeah, I love that mission. Me. I love everything you're talking Thank about. Thank you. It's awesome. Billy being the community. Thank you guys. That's the end of today's story. So stay tuned for our next one. We'll talk to you soon.